This is the 13th episode of In the Borderlands, a podcast about creativity, mythology and magic, brought to you by Mikael Öberg from Sweden, Torgrim Mellunstenen from Norway, two performance storytellers with a shared interest in liminal spaces. And originally, for this 13th episode, we had planned something else than what we're about to do now. These plans, however, they didn't pan out. At the very last minute, they fell apart. And of course, then I had the most predictable thought. Ah, 13th episode. Number 13 is an unlucky number. Of course, everything has to go wrong. Then that made me think about, why is it like that? Why is 13 considered an unlucky number? And, I mean, it must be quite a burden to carry, poor number 13. So then I thought, how about taking a closer look at this most unappreciated of numbers? Give it some mythological attention and see what we find. Only problem is, when it comes to numbers, I am quite useless. They just don't chime with me. But, as luck would have it, Torgrim, your mind goes really well with numbers. So, um, what then comes to mind when I ask you about number 13? Well, let me first begin by saying that today, when we are recording this podcast, is an auspicious day because it is June the 7th and we are celebrating Independence Day from Sweden here in Norway. When that is said and done, <laughs> so, so I feel extra confident in my own self talking to you now. <laughs> yeah, I, the first thing that comes to mind is actually that my parents, they are married on Friday the 13th of October. And uh, Friday the 13th even. Exactly. That's, yes. uh, that's even better. Yes, yes, yes. So that's a that's a very good uh, good choice. I mean, uh, I don't I don't I don't know if uh, <laughs> if that's anything to do with how I turned out. But uh, <laughs> Friday the thirteenth, I've been thinking a lot about that since they kind of chose that day. But didn't of course they didn't believe any anything bad would be connected to that. Though of course there is a widespread fear, at least in the Western world. I would say at least in those well in those countries that deem Friday the thirteenth or the number thirteen to be unlucky because it's not universal. Mm. There is this uh, fascinating uh, fear of 13 as well. It's quite widespread. You can see the dip in the stock market on Friday the 13th and fewer flights. Of course, you have also you know, flights who don't use the number 13 and so on. And oh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I do feel, um, since I always also have a bit of a fear of flying, I do feel those times when I actually ended up on the row of 13, I do actually feel a bit more jittery than usual. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What could the mythical reason for this be? I mean, you see Friday the 13th popping up as this ominous thing around the time like the 14th and 15th century in Europe, mm. which has led some to believe that it could be related to Friday the 13th of October, incidentally, the, the marriage date of my parents, in 1307 when the Knights Templar, this uh, myth-enshrouded uh, organization of knights, famous by the fact that the symbol of them riding together on one horse and this, this kind of the, the red cross on a white background, those who went to Jerusalem and according to different uh, mythical theories found some kind of new knowledge or wisdom, even the Holy Grail, you might say. But uh, they were also very good, in, good with banking, and uh, which might be the more practical reason <laughs> why, why, they, why they had their own financial system and got too much of a, uh, like a power base and then they were imprisoned on Friday the 13th of October. In, in 1307, and then put to the torch or to the bonfire the following year. 
and this was in 1307, you said? 1307 as well, yes, okay. yes. So, the, so, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> the, the conspiracy theorist awakens. Yes. Then, of course, there is like in Italy, as as far as I can see, there, there there's more like a superstition related to Friday the 17th, because if you rearrange the Roman numerals XVII, then it can become as, like Vixi, I have lived, implying that you already died. Mm. And then there's also like in Chinese culture, you have the number four is quite unlucky because the sound, and I don't know exactly the tones of this, but the sound S, which is rated to four, is very similar to the, to the sound for death. So it's like more or less phonetic and, uh, you know, <laughs> a transcriptory or a li- literal um, uh, kind of connections, which also reminds me of the fact that when I was a kid, I couldn't say the word death. I had to say something else. So I said the word mort instead <laughs> <which> <laughs> when I was reading aloud because otherwise I would die. So, <laughs> so, uh, so this thing with unlucky numbers, but 13 has gotten a pretty bad rap in uh, predominantly at least Anglo-Saxon culture and also here in the north, uh, yes. we know of this. But 13 can also be uh, an auspicious number elsewhere. Like in, uh, in in Hindu mythology, you have the, the 13th day of the lunar fortnight. That's called the Trayodashi. I don't know. It's in Sanskrit. A triod, I don't know how to spe- spell it, but it's related to Lord Shiva, mm. and symbolizes more like this completion or, or like the the fulfillment. And and this makes me think of how thirteen relates to the number twelve because we have a lot of twelves going on. You have Jesus and the twelve disciples, and there were thirteen at the table, which is also related to this idea that maybe 13 is unlucky because of Judas was the 13th, ah. uh, betraying everything and disrupting, you know, the, the cosmic order of the, in that microcosmos. Uh, and there's also ideas about, like in Lukisana, the story of the dinner that is made in Agish halls at the bottom of the sea, or at least in the sea god's hall, at the end of the Norse mythological cycle, there are 12 named gods. So they're not like the, the main gods, but they're named. And then uh, Loki is seen as like as, as the 13th, though, of course, there, there's everyone is supposed to be there, apparently. So it's uh, not that clear. Yeah. But, but, uh, but he is seen as the 13th. And some actually say that that's the reason why everyone has their own favorite origin theory. Because Loki comes in and he, he puts shade on all the gods. He insults them and ends up being basically maimed and uh, chained uh, in a very Promethean fashion, for those who know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for eternity, yeah, yeah. at least until the, the doomsday uh, Ragnarok appears. Jumping between mythologies here. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a lot of relationship with, with the number 12. 12 being completion, and then 13 being something that makes it a bit off. Or there are different connections to that. I mean, you have the 12 Olympians uh, that you see on the frieze of Parthenon, which are seen in some ways like the 12 main gods. In some cases, you say that, say that there are 13 Greek gods and that Zeus is the 13th, meaning completion. In a way, like Shiva is connected to 13. Mm. And, uh, and sometimes you look at Loki as the 13th. Uh, and, you know, when there were 13 people at the table, you might also say Jesus is the 13th because he has 12 disciples. There's a lot of relationships between the 12, which means perfection somehow, and the one. A lot in the Bible, of course, with the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 bushels of fish remaining after Jesus fed 5,000. You also have the 12 notes of the chromatic scale when it comes to music. The 12 months, of course, is uh, <laughs> it's a quite clear example. If you look at the year through 
menstrual cycles that are more regulated by the moon. Instead of a pure 12 months, you would have 13 months of 28 days, mm. which is like 364 days. So there's also some theories related to the fact that there are more solar calendars and more lunar calendars and lunisolar calendars <laughs> <laughs> that we, we were more attuned to the moon uh, related to our other thread within the thread about full moons here. But then the number 13 was more connected to, since there can be sometimes 13 full moons in a year, like in a, in a solar year, mm. uh, but that, that differs. So, so there is some kind of symbolism related to 12 being perfection and the 13 somehow in, in, infusing it with some imperfection or some life. Mm. Uh, like a 12 is seen as the structure of like number of reality, the four cardinal directions, east, south, west, north, and then... The three aspects of body, mind, spirit can be seen as a holy trinity. This 4.3, in a way, becomes the completion, becomes reality, the structure of reality. So, so it's uh, like like in the Kabbalah, <laughs> you know. It's like uh, uh, now we're into Jewish mysticism. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there, as, at least from from what I've discerned, I'm not like a, a scholar uh, of the Kabbalah, but. Uh, from my superficial gleanings, um, at least, it seems to me that 12 represents, again, the completion. It is the structure of reality. It's perfect, it's closed, and it's rigid, a rigid system. Hmm. But then you also have the 12 relating to the 13. There's always, whenever there's a system of 12, there's always a 13 as well. So 13, in a way, bonds this multiplicity of 12, the, all the aspects of reality, the 12 zodiacs, both in the Chinese and the Greek tradition. So it bonds all this multiplicity into oneness. So there's a relationship between the 12 and the 13. And 13 is also a prime number. It cannot be divided. So it is also, in other cultures than our own, it, it can be seen as like this undivided thing which represents the oneness of the divine multiplying into the reality of 12 mm. there are 12 lines in a cube and uh, this uh, renaissance man buckminster fuller he said that the tetrahedron is like the the pyramid is like the centerpiece of reality and the 12 is like the three times four the 12-sided platonic solid is like you find all the all reality within the three and the eight and the 12 so it's um so i i it's very very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and also how you have in the in the Kabbalah you have twelve constellations of sort, but the thirteenth of them transforms all of these twelve into attributes of mercy. So mm. there is something interesting thing about thirteen being something that gives life and play and, and instability to the stable rigid system. So the thirteen represents chaos in a sense. So that makes sense with Loki being the thirteenth, mm. and, mm. and even Judas can be the thirteenth in that situation, or it can be, of course, Jesus. But there can be different constellations of that that type. Mm. If you look at number thirteen in that way, it becomes something. Thirteen is not alone; it is in relation to twelve. Mm. So it is the perfection and then the one, the unity uh, and, and also the, maybe the life, the instability that you need to live. Otherwise, uh, if it's a closed, rigid system, a closed dodecahedric system, like 12-sided uh, system, and then the 13 that represents what, is, what brings the life uh, into it in a way, which, <laughs> which, which also brings, brings my thoughts to the tarot, where you have number 12 is the hanged man. Uh, and we know from uh, Norse mythology uh, also the symbolism of Odin hanging on the world tree, impaling himself to the world tree. So like, like the one creator uh, that has reached completion, but impales himself somehow to find, the, to find the knowledge of the world, the runes. And then the number 13 in tarot is death, this complete transformation, uh, which is seen as a negative card can be, but death in, in the tarot also means just like 
really the the necessity of this change, complete change of something. Mm. And then you have in the runes. One, of, I mean, he he did hang on the tree and receive the runes, and and uh, one of the runes, the thirteenth rune, Ivas, can also be related to Yggdrasil itself. The world really is hanging on like this relationship between the transcendence through death to another state, uh, one possible interpretation of that. So you have, there's a lot of interesting interplay between 12 and 13. Mm. They are not separate from each other. Though, of course, I think as our culture has become more rigid in a way and more orderly, we, we have tended to fear more and more the number 13, which I, which I think could be a mythologically psychological way of saying that we fear this element of chaos uh, that is necessary for life. Mm. Yeah, the the unknown. The unknown, yes. We are fearing the unknown because we just want every there's a desire to make everything set in place. But then there's a rigid system and uh, you need the 13th to, to kind of get some life in there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. That, that sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel enriched. So give give so give 13 some love on this Monday the 13th. Yes. Thank you, Torgim. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, stop it. Eh?